The flu, like COVID, can lead to long-lasting, debilitating symptoms, according to a study published in The Lancet Infectious Diseases. The findings suggest that viral infections might be triggering little-understood conditions, such as chronic fatigue syndrome, experts say. This is Pulse Check. I'm Kelly Hooper. Senior House Energy and Commerce Republicans are calling on the FDA to respond to questions about the agency's foreign inspection program. Safety problems at overseas manufacturers have contributed to drug shortages in the U.S. Senate Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Chair Bernie Sanders has floated new legislation that he said would cut the price of weight loss drug Ozempic from $12,000 a year to $1,200. Sanders said he'll soon introduce a bill prohibiting drug makers from charging U.S. patients more than people pay in other countries. And heat waves have brought renewed concerns about Postal Service heat safety policies for mail carriers. ENE News public health reporter Arielle Wittenberg joins me to explain her investigation. Hey, Arielle, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So you've done some reporting on heat-related injuries at the Postal Service. Can you talk about how many injuries have been reported to the Occupational Safety and Health Administration since 2014? So according to the data that I analyzed, USPS has reported around 1,100 on-the-job injuries total since 2014, and 14% of those were hospitalizations from heat-related illness, which makes heat the second highest cause of injury behind slipping or falling at the Postal Service. Wow. And what does USPS policy require for heat safety training? Yeah, so the importance of heat safety training is that often when you have heat illness, by the time you start to feel the first symptoms, it's already very serious. People say all the time, if you're feeling thirsty, you're already dehydrated. It's a very similar thing. If you're feeling dizzy or muscle cramps, you're already overexposed to heat. And so the Postal Service heat training program is very simple. It's to make sure that by April 1st of each year, letter carriers are shown a 20 minute video about not just like to drink water and take breaks in the heat generally, but also if they feel symptoms, what are the symptoms of heat illness? When do they need to rest versus when do they need to call 911 and get to a hospital? And at the end, it has a interactive quiz to make sure people understood the material. And some of your reporting focuses on how USPS actually falsified some of those heat training records. So what evidence is there to show that? So the Postal Service has admitted to falsifying heat training records, according to them, quote, in some instances. That's a statement that they sent me on Monday after the article was published on the Politico website. But before that, we also had in contract disputes with the union, those resolved with the Postal Service at various post offices throughout the country, acknowledging that, yes, these were falsified. That said, the allegations are far more sweeping than what the Postal Postal Service has admitted to in either of those instances. We've seen allegations both in contract disputes and also through complaints filed with OSHA at post offices in more than a dozen states. In Chicago alone, the union is alleging that records of more than 2,000 letter carriers have been falsified, meaning that those are people who did not get heat training in advance of what was the hottest summer on record throughout the country. How does this relate to how USPS is pressuring carriers on mail delivery efficiency? Are there any examples you can provide of that? 
I think what's critical to understand here is obviously consumers, customers want to get their mail on time. So USPS wants to make sure that their couriers are working at rates to literally deliver (laughs) on the promises they've made customers. The problem is if you're using the same number of people delivering the mail and then you get a heat wave and the health and safety advice of what to do when you're working in the heat is to take frequent breaks. And so you need to take breaks more often than you would during the winter or on like a 70 degree day. That's kind of in direct conflict with what the Postal Service needs to do and is telling its people to do. The story talks about the case of Postal Service veteran. He'd worked for the Postal Service for 30 years in Dallas, and he died during the heat wave. His name is Eugene Gates. But not only that, but a month before his death, he had actually been reprimanded for essentially taking too long to complete his delivery route and stopping too many times to deliver the mail. We don't know what was going on for his health or what he was thinking on the day that he died. We know that he knew it was hot out. He texted his wife the morning that he died, like, it's really hot out. Be careful if you go outside. But you can imagine how being reprimanded for taking breaks a month earlier might impact, you know, how he would be then thinking about, gee, am I really feeling bad enough to stop now or can I push through to the end of my shift so I don't get in trouble again? Wow, that's a very harrowing story. And, you know, climate change is worsening. So looking forward, what do we think is going to happen here? Has USPS taken any accountability or said how they're going to address this issue moving forward? Well, there have been the House Oversight Committee has sent them multiple letters asking about Mr. Gates's death. Also, the fact that a large majority of letter carriers, the trucks they drive are not air conditioned. You know, it's not just that USPS has skipped this critical training this past summer. There are a lot of other policies at play that House Oversight is looking into. But we also have OSHA is currently working on a regulation, not just for the Postal Service, but that would require all employers to take steps to protect their employees from the heat. It's not out yet, but it would likely incorporate some form of requirements that workers be able to take frequent rest and water breaks as temperatures rise. And obviously, in the meantime, the union is working to make sure that the Postal Service will actually conduct the training as its own policy requires for this next upcoming summer. Well, thank you so much, Arielle, for covering this really important story and for chatting with us today. Thanks for having me. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Rees and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Kara Tabor is an editor for Pulse Check. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Kelly Hooper. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.